Welcome to the Tim Hill Podcast. If you have the time, you can not only listen to the episodes, but you can also watch all the shows and you'll find the links in the description below. Thank you. Welcome to Series 4 of the Tim Hill Podcast. In this series, it's Tim having a rant. That is me. So if you enjoy me having a bit of a rant and going on about what's going on in today's society, stay tuned. If you don't want to listen to me rant, well, you can always turn me off. Welcome back to the Tim Hill Podcast. And Series 4, as you know, Series 4 is me... Well, maybe having a rant, but it's been an interesting week this week. So everything that's been going on in the mainstream media and uh, in Parliament, at PMQs, all the questions were about uh, alleged parties that were going on at Christmas last year. I think this has been a massive, massive deception campaign. I believe all this rhetoric about going on about parties that were or were not hold in in Downing Street, I think there's something more going on behind the scenes. The fact that Boris Johnson had uh, instigated Plan B. So we're now in Plan B. Now, my theory on this Plan B is it's been something of a knee-jerk reaction to this new Omicron uh, virus. All the indications in South Africa are saying that Yes, it's a little bit more um, contagious, but they're not seeing hospital admissions. They're not seeing that the people that are getting this virus um, are having mild symptoms. I think, personally, and this is my theory, is that they're building up to locking us down again. I watched the uh, the announcement. I don't often. I went on online and I looked at um, Boris's press conference with the Chuckle Brothers, the Deaf Brothers, uh, Valance and Witty, and they were showing their their, their graphs and, and all the rest of it about what they're seeing with this virus and, and all the rest of it. Now, I may be a little bit of a sceptic, but I don't think I am. Their graphs, um, yeah, let's let's leave their graphs alone because, as far as I can tell, they're a load of twaddle. But what they're looking at doing, and you can see it coming, the writing's on the wall. They want to lock us down again. They've imposed these, these new sanctions in Plan B, uh, saying we didn't really want to do it, but to protect 
the NHS. Well, the NHS, let's face it, should be there to protect us. We shouldn't be trying to protect the NHS at the bottom line. They're throwing billions of pounds at the NHS. It's it's something like 33% of our national um, income that we're throwing at the NHS. Huge amount of money. Yes, the front line, you you, you can't fault the front line. The, the, the staff and the front line are second to none. They are brilliant. If you're going in um, for, if you, if you get to the top of the list and, and you, you get the care in the, uh, in hospital, it is fab- fabulous. But it's that next run up, the management level. There are far too many non-clinical men- managers that are, really? What do they actually do? What do they bring to the party? So, I think they're trying to, trying to break us in gently to have yet another lockdown. Whether it'll be just before Christmas, um, stopping people having family parties and stuff like that, or whether they, they'll say, well, unfortunately, over Christmas, uh, too many people have got the virus and uh, we're going to have to lock down in January for, for, for just a, a few weeks just to stem the, 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 the tidal flow of, of infections. But I think it's coming. I think you can see it's coming. And the thing to look out for, the thing that they're not telling you, is the severity of what people are getting with this virus. How, how it's affecting them. Whether they're being hospitalised. Yeah, time will tell. But that's, that's my theory. I, I, I feel that they're trying to gear us up for another lockdown. And I think also, all this, uh, this rhetoric over the, the parties has taken their eye off the ball with a few other things. The migrant crossings, for instance. Okay, we, we've had a bit, a little bit of bad weather, which has stemmed the, the, the flow for a few days, but they're still coming in. They're still crossing the channel. They said that they're going to be working a bit closer with the uh, with the French. Well, I'm with uh, Michael Heaver on this one. I think for every every migrant dinghy that gets across the channel, or the ones that we have to pick up in the channel, and we are unable to return to France, we find them. We find the French for every one that gets through. And if that doesn't start working, if they don't start coughing up, what we do then is we start revoking some of the fishing licences and see how quick they respond. We've all seen the uh, the pictures of the, the French authorities, the French police, stood on beaches watching these people get into their dinghies. After those 27 or 31 died 
the other week. They 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 managed to rout out three or four of these traffickers. Why can't they round them up all the time? Why can they not stop them? Surely, they've got enough people talking to these migrants that's coming across to get enough information put together on how they go about it, how they're contacted by these these traffickers to be able to track them down. Surely, it 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 would be a fairly easy operation to get a few um, helpful people in to identify the routes, etc, etc, to close it down. The next thing that we need to do is to get out of the ECHR. The European Convention on Human Rights, that we need to get out of that because that is tying our hands. That is stitching us right up. It's not allowing us to be able to return any of these these illegal economic migrants, which 99.9% coming across in dinghies are. The real asylum seekers are going through the process correctly. They're applying in the first safe country to come to, to come here or to, to wherever else they want to go. They're going through the, the correct process. And the problem there is that their applications are being stuck at the bottom of the pile because every single migrant that comes in in a dinghy is claiming asylum. So they, at the moment, under the ECHR, they have to be um, processed. They have to have a look into their case. So the more pressing cases are the ones that's here, not the ones that's applying, uh, say, for instance, in Afghanistan, where their lives are in danger. This really needs to stop. We need to get out of the HR and we need to start returning these illegal migrants back to where they came from. Now, another thing that these parties, all all this uh, rhetoric over the parties is taking the eye off, is Article 16 and the Northern Ireland Protocol. That's still going on. And uh, David Frost, Lord David Frost, keeps harping on about Yes, they, we've now met the conditions to revoke Article 16. But it just seems to be dragging on and on and on. And the EU continually uh, are taking liberties with our good nature. They are taking the absolute Michael out of us. I believe it's now time to say enough is enough. We're revoking Article 16 and the Northern Ireland Protocol. Because it ain't fit for purpose. It ain't working. And while they're they're all shouting and jumping up and down about uh, parties that may or may not have happened, it's taking the eye off the ball for that one. And I think the, the, the way that we've been treated by the EU over Brexit now is the time to say enough is enough. 
You've taken liberties with our good nature for long enough. We're now going to pull the pin and we're going to walk away and we're just going to operate under WTO rules with the EU. We've proved now beyond a shadow of a doubt that Britain will survive. London, the economic hub of of world trading, instead of like the doommongers, the, the the Ramonas said that we're gonna it's gonna collapse, they're all gonna run away uh, to 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 Frankfurt or Amsterdam. It hasn't happened. It hasn't happened. In fact, it's gone the other way. More and more companies are trading in London. London remains the economic hub for trading in the world. So we can now happily pull the pin, go WTO and trade like that with Europe. We can set our own tariffs. If we don't want to set a, if we if we don't want to put a, a tariff on on German cars coming into the country, we don't have to. And if they want to put sanctions or if they want to put tariffs on on our goods going the other way, well, we just reciprocate. Simple as that. Anyway, I've uh, I've rattled on a little bit too much. So for now, thank you for listening. I'm wishing you all a very, very Merry Christmas and a prosperous, happy New Year. And if you can, give us a, a like and comment. I much appreciate it if you can, if you can share, like and comment on my videos. And to that end, I've got some new, new um, podcasts coming out. Uh, I've just uh, recorded a couple this week with some fascinating people. Um, one of them is a, a blind sailor who, who progressively gone blind over his life and now he's working with a charity uh, and taking other blind people sailing, uh, which is which is a fascinating thing. Um, and he competed in the, uh, the Round the Island race this year. So he's looking at doing some more racing uh, as, as a, a visually impaired person. The other person um, is young Morris, who's 99, and he'll be 100 next September. And, and he's only just moved off of living on his boat. And his story is fascinating. He was born in 1922. And he tells me all about um, going through the war uh, and, and beyond. And, and what he's done with his life. Which is a fascinating story. So, for now, thank you. Thanks for listening. And look forward to the next one. Welcome to the Tim Hill Podcast. If you have the time, you can not only listen to the episodes, but you can also watch all the shows and you'll find the links in the description below. Thank you.